everyone, and welcome to the Screen Strong Families podcast, bringing you the best solutions for parents who are serious about eliminating screen problems in their homes. This is Melanie Hempy. And this is Mandy Hammond. And I am so glad that everyone is joining us today. If you are one of our regular listeners, welcome back. And if you're a new friend, we're so glad you found us. You are no longer alone on this journey of navigating screens in your home. You have found your people. And if you have just figured it out, I've got Mandy here in person with me today. Mandy, I'm so Hello. excited. Yes, it's so fun to be here with you in person. You're here. We live across the country. I here. know. It's so fun that we get to do this podcast together. And for all of y'all who are new, Mandy is on our staff and she does a lot of our traveling and speaking and all the things that I used to do for so many years and I still do, but she has come alongside and has actually taken a huge responsibility. Thank you so much yes, for being just kind of that face of Screen Strong out there in the community. So I wanted Mandy to come in today and talk with us about just that, some of the things that you're doing out on the road and uh, some of the questions. In fact, and we could just cover a couple of the questions that you seem to be getting. And the reason why this is so exciting is because you are with the people, <laughs> right? Yes. I'm meeting a lot of people. Meeting a lot of people just face to face. And it is so important for people that are listening to this podcast to understand that we are not in a bubble, that this problem of trying to navigate screens and trying to just deal with the pain that comes from a child who has kind of gone off the deep ends on this is universal. Mm -hmm. And so talk about that a minute, just as you're traveling around, because you find yourself in many different audiences. Yeah. Don't you get kind of the same questions over I and do, over? I do. I do. And I guess what it's gotten me to realize is that this is a universal problem. It does not matter the background. It does not matter um, the religion, the race, anything. This is something that is across the board an issue in every home. Every home has some sort of screen conflict. And also with my role with the ambassador program and, and interviewing ambassadors that come with to us with this kind of passion about our message, every one of them almost says the same thing too of how frustrated they are. It does not matter where they're at in the world, like mm -hmm. we're all in different countries. And they say mm -hmm. the same thing to me. I just want to bring this education to my family I, mm -hmm. or my community. I just want to bring this information and educate others because this is such a problem. So yeah, when Melanie says at the beginning of this podcast, you are no longer alone, you really aren't. You have to know that so many people out there are struggling with this and so many people have found hope with the Screen Strong message. And mm -hmm. that's why I love doing what I do and getting to go out and do our workshops um, and educate parents and now students too. So talk a minute just about what that looks like and the kinds of groups that you are um, talking to. Okay, sure. Yeah, so I have been in um, several situations over the last few months. Um, sometimes I'm speaking in you know, church settings or different community groups. Um, I recently traveled to Oregon and a group there sponsored the event, their community and a nonprofit group. And that was so cool to be a part of and just see kind of who that brought in all different types of people and backgrounds. Um, I've been in front of a couple, um, well, one very large public school district in my hometown, which was a huge thing. And I was so excited to be in front of them. Um, I recently went to a camp down in Florida with a homeschooling kind of mm -hmm. group. And, you know, so it's just, it's been all different facets of people. And um, again, kind of getting the same questions though, in every Q and A, we yeah. always do like a 20, 30 minute Q and A at the end of the presentation. 
And what I love about our presentation, our workshops is that we really cover a lot of information. Yeah. I mean, most parents are like, oh my gosh, that was a lot of information. And I always warn them up front. But I think what's cool about that is by the end of it, I really have answered. We answer a lot of the questions. <laughs> I know. And so they're know. kind of looking at me at the end like, I guess I don't have any questions. Yeah. You know, but the few, there are a few that kind of come up over and over again. Yeah. And so that's what I wanted to kind okay. of talk about today. Well, we're going to talk about that. And I, I just... You know, I just want to say that whenever I'm out doing these workshops for the many years that I've done them, the the questions become very regular. Like mm-hmm. I can predict, you know, and, and the thing that's so interesting is they, the, the questions just seem fresh for the parents yeah. because they're mm-hmm. just now struggling. It's almost like we can give you a roadmap of what's going to happen. <laughs> if you give your kids a phone when they're 10 years old, then in a few years, these are going to be your questions yeah. and these are going to be your problems, right? Absolutely. And so what are, let's just, I don't know, just give me the the top two. What would you say recently? Yeah, I would say recently, that's very easy for me because I'm telling you they're every single time. And the biggest one I'm getting right now is around screens in schools. Okay. Um, I know at least locally in Iowa, we have a lot of our public schools and private schools going to iPads, going to all books on a screen. And yeah. this is very much frustrating parents and rightfully so, because the research tells us this is not yeah. how our kids are learning well. Um, but unfortunately we have to say that for another podcast. So okay. if you're concerned about that, like a lot of parents are, we are going to do another podcast. Yeah. Let's definitely that cover soon. that one. But we do have a school resource page you can go to until then on, on the website. website. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's one that I kind of look at parents and go, I don't have a lot of answers for you, except I can show you all the research and I can say, you got to go, you know, you as parents have to advocate for your kids. So that's yeah. where that one goes. Okay. So the one question that I'm always getting is, you know, what about my 17 year old, my 18 year old, um, my older child? And I see this regret in the eyes of these parents that are, they've just heard all this information and maybe for the first time, yeah. maybe it was a gut thing for the last four or five years that they gave their kids a phone and they had this gut feeling. And now I've just confirmed what they've been worrying about for the last five years. Mm-hmm. And now they're looking at me like, well, now what do I do? And I feel like a horrible parent. And so I'm kind of always in this position to number one, say to parents and saying to you, if you're listening as a parent in this situation of like, First of all, just let the parent guilt go away for a minute because you don't know what you don't know. Right. Okay. So now you know. Yeah. And so what do you do? And so my biggest piece of advice in this way, and this is what we're going to kind of break down for everybody, is what do you do? You have to continue your education Mm -hmm. and you have to know that you have to have words behind that gut feeling. You cannot just go home and snatch all the things out of your kids' hands. Mm -hmm. That will not go well for you in Mm -hmm. that moment. But take a few days, a few weeks, whatever it is to Mm -hmm. educate yourself. Um, but the older the kid is, the harder it is, Mm -hmm. you know, because they've really created Mm -hmm. these pathways in their brain. And so the older they get, Mm -hmm. the harder it is for them. So honestly, if you've got a younger kid and you're listening today, I did talk to a mom yesterday who's a 10 year old and she's like, I'm just so frustrated. I said, your kid is 10. You are in a great (laughs) position. I know it seems really hard now, but if you do the hard thing now, you're not going to have to do the harder thing. The harder thing. Because it gets way harder harder. as your kids get older, but there is still hope. Yeah. So, and so what I want to just tell our listeners is that Mandy has had experience with uh, detoxing uh, some older teens and they would be your own kids. So talk a minute. I know if you've been listening for a while, um, you know that Mandy is on our staff and that she came on a number of years ago as, as we met and she had to go home and kind of do some some cleaning up in your yes. own house yes. and your teenagers were 
Well, at the time, 16 so, and 14 and a half. Were the so almost years. 15 and 16. So you were right there yeah. kind of in this area of the older teens. Yeah. Um, so just tell us really quickly what you did. Yeah. I think the biggest thing, Melanie, is when you, you know, I met you, never met you before and you're sharing me with your story and she sent me home with her books, you know, yeah. at the time. And I was like, read them cover to cover. And I flew home from this trip and I said to my husband, okay, I, we got to experiment on our kids a different way. <laughs> a like, different way. Like the, the tech companies are experimenting on our kids. Like I was, yeah. but again, it started as that gut feeling. And right. There had been two years of fighting with our oldest son over yeah. that dumb phone. You know, it's like, we knew that we didn't want to give it to him like after we'd given it to him, but what do you do? Gave it as a gift, a birthday gift. So it's like, we can't take this away. He's going to hate us. And I just remember you telling me, you maybe you got to put on that coach hat. And I was like, what, what do you mean? <laughs> I didn't play sports. So I don't know that analogy. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. And so, but Melanie said, you've got to take off the emotional mom hat, put on that coach hat. Is your team winning? Well, no, our team's not winning. We're in constant conflict. He's got a bad attitude all the time. I'm fighting with him and, you know, we were getting so frustrated. So with the explanation of brain development, yeah. as I started to understand all of that and where his brain was at in development, that helped. But then also just the help of, okay, I'm not going to emotionally engage. Like I have to put on my right. coach hat and make a plan. Right. And that's what we did. I went home and this was way before Spring Strong had a 30 day detox yeah. or anything. I remember you actually <laughs> calling me yeah. and saying, maybe make sure you're journaling this, which I wonder if I did. I yeah. back. You did. You I did. did. I did journal some of it. But yeah. I remember Melanie walking me through those 30 days basically before it was something that yeah. was on paper really. And yeah. just saying, maybe you've got to give this 30 days. And you know, yeah. if you know my story, you know, it was right before the quarantine hit and all this. So it was just an interesting time. Yeah, it was. But wow, we started to get our kids back and really that that had to do with me and my husband really coming together and saying, what are we going to do instead during these yeah. 30 days? And you and have to disengage in that yes, emotional roller coaster. roller coaster so you can engage with your kids. Yeah. But if you stay on the emotional roller coaster, it's so hard. And so there are very specific things about older teens that make it more difficult. And I've I've got, as, as we were just chatting about this, because we decided to do this podcast because, y'all, we have gotten so many emails. Even today, we got another yes, email and it was like, okay, we have got to explain this a little bit better to our audience about how to detox an older teen. And so I jotted down on the back of the envelope, <laughs> um, as I tend to do sometime, the you know, like dozen ideas that came to my head. So that's what we're going to just review quickly yeah. here today for the audience. And I know that you know a lot of this stuff as well as I do, but let's just start. So the first thing that I wrote down, the first thing was not to wait mm -hmm. to, you know, start today. It's like with any addiction, it may be late, but it's never too late. You know, you're kind of late to the game, so to speak, because it is much easier to restructure a 10 year old's need for, you know, technology <laughs> than it is to restructure a 16 year old brain, but you've got to re realize that it is not too late. And just think about if your son or daughter was addicted to drugs, somehow you wouldn't just throw the towel in, you would roll your sleeves up, figure out what to do. Yeah. The sad thing is that this issue has for many years not been considered very seriously. And it, and it is now. And so there was a whole generation of kids that really we did a disservice to because we didn't know, but we know now. So the first thing I want to say is don't 
wait. And then what you said a minute ago is my second point is that education is so critical. So um, we have a parent course online. We have the new student course that's online as well as it's getting ready to come out in print. But um, don't want you to skip this step because if you don't know your why, you will not be able to figure out your motivation, right? You have to know why. And with older kids, it's really important for you to share that information with them in a very logical way, not as a, you know, emotional parent, but like you just said, as a coach, you've, you've got to share it in a, in a way that you know that it's not going to fall on their ears very well, but you've got to try to be rational and scientific about yes. it. And we have a lot of information on dopamine now in our material that is to me, one of the, the key points that this age can really understand mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, son, it is not something that you can really control that much because of the persuasive design mm-hmm. around the different screens, but it's the dopamine that's being stimulated in your brain. And when you are on these screens too long, then, you know, you, you can't get off because your dopamine crashes and then you're depressed and you, you need it more and more and there's a craving. And so just understanding some of that. So you have the words to use. So it's not a fight. It's not like, you know, you're just fighting against the wills. Yeah. There's actual scientific words to use. And again, even our middle school courses just coming out in print on March 1st is very appropriate for 16 and 17. I mean, it, yeah, the graphics are more maybe for middle school, but you know what? There are so many parents that are learning so much mm-hmm. from that book. Yeah. So the education is really in, important. And uh, then we, you know, like I said, the third thing is that why you have to know the why. And I, and I have to stop on this for a minute because I think we hear like you, you're out talking to people in an audience, they hear the message, they panic. It's like, oh my gosh, I've got to go fix it all right now. And you, you can't just like when you and I met years ago, you went home, you, but you had to kind of get your plan together. I remember talking to you about that. I remember saying, look, you've got to kind of get a plan. You know, you have, we all have a tendency to knee jerk, want to go rip everything out, which that's, we'll talk about that in a minute. That's not really a bad thing. It's not really a bad thing. And you kind of did, did that, that. Yes. but you do have to be like on prepared. guard. You have to be prepared. You have to be educated. Um, and I, I know, you know, I don't know, people can listen to that and think, oh yeah, yeah. Move on. What's the next point? You know what? It's so important. Yes. Because when you're there emotionally in the moment, you're going to have to grab that word and that phrase in that piece of science. And that is what is going to make it work. Well, and honestly, this is what I love that you and the team have created this course, but also just the 30 day detox, yeah. the 30 day challenge. I mean, this is what, like I said, we kind of, I was doing before it was a thing, but I love it because in there gives you step by step. Like this is how you prepare. This is what you say to your kids. This is what you say to your family members who think you're crazy. Yeah. Like, it literally goes. <laughs> we give you the words. <laughs> we give you the words to say, and that's why we truly do have your back. Yeah. And what is the um? What would you say is the next thing that's so? Really I would say speaking of having your back is community. You yeah. know, you really need yeah. to find that support. You need to have that one person or that group of people or those like-minded families that yeah. you can connect with and have that support on. And I love looking at my audiences in these, um, at these workshops and saying, look around, 
Yeah. Who do you know here? Yeah. Like, who do you know here? Who can you meet with after this event and either go through the course together or just get together, do a book study, talk about how you can commit as families together to follow, you know, on being screen strong. So it's really important to have community, which of course we have through our mm -hmm. connect and connect plus as well. Of course, that's an online community, but if you can search for that in-person community so you don't feel alone. I think that's a really big deal. And on this point, I would like to add, especially for your older teens, and it's really important for the younger kids, absolutely, but especially for the older ones, that you find one person locally, one of your best friends, you know, that you can call when you're having a moment because you, you go in the group and you can type a message and our parents and they're really good. Okay. They are so supportive and they're really good about getting back with you. And that's super. But if you can just find one friend and you can say, look, I'm getting ready to take, you know, my son or daughter, you know, their phone away because we have to have a detox. Will you help me? Will you support me? And all that means is that when we're having a bad moment, I'm going to call you and say, what am I doing? Am I going crazy? <laughs> and you're going to say, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You need someone who won't say, oh, well, you know, you might as well let them just try to moderate it or try to let them use it a little bit or try to do this, whatever. No, they have to be somebody who, who agrees with what you're trying to do and who will just support you with yeah, it. Absolutely. Well, then let's talk about going cold turkey, because I know I said earlier and I tell people this, don't run home and snatch everything out of your kid's hands because you you don't want to do it that in that no, kind of haste you, and that kind of like, right. um, you know, mindset. You want to be prepared. So even if it takes just a couple of days or whatever, wrap your mind around what am I going to do? What's the plan? But talk about going cold turkey and, and what that does. So this is a big question that people say to me a lot. Melanie, you can't go cold turkey because they'll fly off the handle and they'll do this and that, whatever. So the older your kids are, just like you're saying, you do have to prepare a little bit. Adam, my oldest, who, uh, you know, was very addicted to video games and we struggled and struggled the whole, I don't know, his whole high school years with it. Now that he's passed it and we were able to identify and he did his detox and then the whole thing, he comes back and to this day, he still says cold turkey is the best. Mm -hmm. He will well, get- just like any addiction. I mean, that's you're, gonna, right. you're not going to moderate drug use. If you have a heroin use, you're not going to be like, okay, let's just back up on, you know, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Usually right. you have to go through that detox. It's yeah. really painful. Yeah. You have to go through it. And there are like, you know, for those high, heavy addictions that you do and get hospitalized for and mm -hmm. you take different- meds for it. But for something like this, with as long as you have a plan, you can't panic. That's what, you know, we're all, we're both saying here is there can't not, there cannot be a panic about it, but there is a structure to the cold turkey. Yes. <laughs> and, but Adam says you cannot moderate a video game. You know, if your son is a gamer and, or he's just on his phone all the time, you can't say, well, you can only be on it for two hours every night or two hours on the weekend. Adam says, and I 100% agree because it's completely evidence-based in the science that, that you will not be able to detox. Mm -hmm. Detox means detox. Detox means you are not doing the thing yep. that is causing the problem. And we know from our dopamine science, and that's why this is so important, the cold turkey part, the dopamine has to reset. Mm -hmm. And if you don't do a, a cold turkey, like if you don't pull it all away, then it just won't reset and you're going to get more frustrated and you're going to say, it doesn't work and yada, yada. And it, it's right. It won't work. It won't work. The detox won't work. And, and what we mean by cold turkey is no video games, no smartphones. I mean, you might of course want to get a flip phone for your child. 
for your teenager, um, that's probably the best thing to do is just have that ready. And that's what we talk about in the detox. And we talk about preparing. And that's one of the things you want to do for your younger kid. They don't even need a flip phone. That's a whole nother. Well, gap phone. Yeah, you, you, do, you could do it. You could do Still have access to the internet. Yeah, well, sometimes. yeah, yeah. Well, the Verizon has one right now that has no data. So oh, I good. love it. So um, the Gap phone or just one of the flip phones that has no access to the internet <laughs> um, can That's be used. The point. No, so you do it. have to. So, but your cold turkey with pornography exposure, your yeah. cold turkey, you know, you don't want to say, oh, well, honey, you can just watch a little bit of porn after lunch today. Yeah. I mean, that's not going to work. And your cold turkey with the games and your cold turkey with social media and all of that. And so you want to start with 30 days for this event and move on to 90 because it really is going to take 90 days to fully reset the dopamine pathway in their brain. Um, are you going to get, um, your, your team to buy in Mandy? Talk about that for a minute. I mean, maybe not, not right away. It's going to take some time. And I wanted to talk to the fact of like these parents of more like 18 year olds. I mean, we did this when my son was 16, he'd had his phone for two years. Okay. Um, and so I feel like those next two years without a smartphone were great. You know, they were great. The conflict went away. Now, was that easy at first? No, no. no. But you know, a lot of times I hear from these parents and we get these emails all the time where it's. My kid is 16. My kid's 18. They're bigger than I am. You know, I'm so scared to even take this away because he just Mm -hmm. gets irrational or he punches holes in the wall or whatever that is. So when they're older, it's harder, you know, but it has to be done. So one just recently I had one of our ambassadors is also a um, therapist or counselor, and she gave the advice that she tells her patient. She says, look, you can call the police or the authorities, you know, your local call Mm -hmm. the non-emergency line. Mm -hmm. Again, this is part of that planning So if you're truly scared of your child taking away their video game, taking away their phone, and you know they're going to react in a violent way, like you have to be willing to call 911. You Mm -hmm. have to be willing to call the police. And so she said, hey, listen, it's not a big deal if you need to call the non-emergency line to be like, hey, just so you know, this is my plan. I'm scared of my son. I'm going to be taking (laughs) this away. Can you put an officer in the area? She said most people, if they're not busy, you know, they're going to be able to accommodate you to really show your child, look, I'm serious about this. And this is a serious thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the and, and if you have an older child, I have been there. I know exactly mm-hmm. that pain of he's bigger than me. He weighs more than me. Like I'm scared of him. And I told Adam numbers of times that I was going to call 911 if he ever got violent over his game and stuff. I mean, obviously there were things that were happening that made me tell him that because I was afraid. Mm-hmm. And, but what, but what I had to realize is what part of this was I contributing to? And back then I didn't really understand it, but now I do. And like we had the internet in the house, we were actually paying for that gaming to happen, right? There were, you have to look as a parent, you have to look at did you buy the phone? Well, then you need to take the phone away. And then people can say, well, he's 18. He can go buy his own phone. Yeah, I guess he can. But you have certain rules under your roof in your house. And that's why after we went through all this with Adam, my husband and I decided that we were never going to buy a video game or a smartphone for any of our kids. I don't care how old they were. And we have stuck to that. And yeah. we haven't done that. And even with my daughter, when she went to college, she was on her own phone plan. The boys are in out college and they're on their own phone plan. Yeah. So, Same with my kids. so yes, and they can, they can, you can argue and say, well, they're 18. They can go get their own phone. Yeah, they can. If they have a job, they can. But you don't have to allow 
that activity in your house. And that's where parents have to really get some thick skin. They have to put that coach's hat on and they have to put their foot down over it. And it's not forever, son. When you are out on your own, you can absolutely do whatever you want and you'll be able to. But you've got to know that you have that 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 power, I guess, or that card because we we forget mm-hmm. and we start acting like our own teenagers. And again, let me let me even put this a different way too as an option. This is not a battle. We, we look at it as a battle that right. we have to win, right? right. So I'm going to win this. You're That's not right. going to be on your phone. You're not going to be on video games because I'm the parent. Okay. And we talk in our workshops about the different types of parenting. We've got permissive parenting. That's like, oh, I don't want my kid to be mad at me. You know, I just let him do what he wants to do or she mm-hmm. wants to do. And then we've got the other extreme, the authoritarian that's like, no, I said you can't have this phone. You're not going to have this right. phone. And what does that turn into? It no. turns into fight. It turns That's into right. them going behind your back and getting a different phone from their friend or yeah. whatever it is. We hear that all the time. Yeah. But that just right leadership that kind of right in the middle is that whole you know coach mentality of like, look, I'm not going to fight with you on this, but I care about you. I'm so sorry that I gave this to That's you. That's right. It's taking responsibility as a parent. Right. Because that in itself may, I'm not guaranteeing this, but that may just soften your child's heart towards you or soften the situation and be like, oh my gosh, my parent is admitting that they made the mistake to give this to me. Yeah. And then that helps your older teen kind of realize, okay, my parent sees this hurting me. They might not admit it right away, right? But they know in their gut. And so again, then you just go back to that education. You go back to, you know, also spending time with them and and that type of thing, which we're going to talk about. Well, it's just like if a coach comes into his team and he says, look, that last game, you know, we lost, I made some mistakes and I'm going to fix it. And this is what we're going to do with the next game. That kind of an attitude. It's not about winning. You, like you just said, I love that you brought that up. The, the next point that I had here, number six is that you have what you need. And I know a lot of people want to go to counselors. They want to go to therapists. They want to pay a lot of money and go see a doctor and try to get somebody else to fix the problem. And I'm not saying that that isn't the needs to happen sometimes. Especially in extreme it, situations. Yeah, it definitely does. But what I want to say is that, and we'll talk about this again here in a minute, but I just want to make this point here that you have what you need to do this. You, I mean, sending them away can sometimes kind of backfire because the reason why it backfires is because when they come home from wherever it was, if they went away, they come right back to the same environment. Nothing really changed. Um, so I just want to say, Parents, I, I really believe it's it's hard, but with enough education and with enough community and support, if you know what you're doing, if you have a plan, I think it's worth a try mm-hmm. on your own to start. The next thing is number seven that I wrote down, and that is replace. So you've got to keep this in mind. They have got to discover some new hobbies to fill their time, and they cannot do this right now. And the reason why they can't do it is because they've been so dependent on that game and that phone and that social media to fill their cup. Mm -hmm. So nothing else is exciting. Mm -hmm. So this is partly, Mandy, I think what you did a pretty good job of um, when you detox your older teen was, I remember you went on Amazon and you got some puzzles and games and arts and crafts. And, um, and then one of them was doing like a garden and, you know, you've got to, but you have to initiate that. And that's, what's exhausting. It is at first. At first. Yes. I will say it's exhausting at first, but after 
especially those 30 days, all of a sudden you notice your kids are doing it on their own. Yes. And you're like, okay, yeah. all right. You know, but at the beginning, it's very hard for parents. And, and I tell parents all the time, we have to think outside of the box. We have to think, well, what did you do when you were a teenager? Mm-hmm. What did you go tinker around with yeah. in the garage? Or what did right. you, you know, just, right. um, I had a dad yesterday to say to me, something along these lines that is they weren't camping and his kids like, well, what am I going to do? There's no Wi-Fi." He's like, well, see that tree over there. There's a hole and there's a rock. And how about you try to make the rock into the hole? It's like, it seems so simple, but that's really, you have to replace the time. Yeah. And so again, it's not just about snatching it away from them, but right. having a plan of like, Hey, this, let's go do this instead. You've got to almost distract right. them. And you do. It. So you they're not really just sitting do. around feeling bad that they don't have their device. And you might be thinking, how crazy is this that I have to go teach my son how to play Frisbee golf or whatever <laughs> it is. But yeah, it is crazy that mm-hmm. we have to do this, but we have to do this because their childhood has been removed from the natural world and it's been in the virtual world. And so we have to get them back and it's going to be awkward and weird. And we have to literally teach them how to go outside and figure out something to do. But in the beginning, you're really going to have to, I'm really big on this. You're really going to have to have some things to replace. And the parents that have been successful with the detox have been able to have that planned ahead. They literally have every day planned ahead. I'm so proud of these guys, these parents that have figured it out. And it's not that you have to keep doing that, but you have to in the beginning. Yeah. You have to in you the be-, be committed to the process. You have to be committed. You have to replace. So just think about it this way. If you found out your kids were allergic to some kind of food in your house, you would have to figure out some new recipes. And then over time, they would figure out how to make them. But you're going to have to figure it out first because you're the coach and you're the parents and you really are in charge of your house. So the next thing is um, number eight, and that is to remove access. (laughs) And I'm I'm laughing because I'm just thinking this is so simple, like the concept, but it's so hard to do. And so when I say remove access for older kids, what this means is that you're probably going to have to take that game and that controller you're going to have to take that phone and you're going to have to go around your house and find all the devices that are maybe defunct somewhere. No kidding. You're going to have to go through the junk drawer. You're going to have to get everything you can. You're going to have to put it in a box and you're literally going to have to remove it from your house. Yep. <laughs> you're, you're not going to put it in your closet where you hide your Christmas presents and you're not going to put it in the attic and you're not even going to put it in the trunk of your car. Even though the trunk of your car does work sometimes for younger kids, you're going to put it in a box and you're going to remove it and, and take it somewhere else and where they, they can't get to it. And this is what you do with any addiction. And you have to just tell them, look, it's just for a, a season here. We've got to get back in sync. It's not forever, but this is how we're going to do mm-hmm. it. And uh, you have to remove it. And there have been parents, Mandy, you know, the ones that have gone through our program that have come back and said, well, he just got another thing and he just did that and he just did whatever. And we're like, yeah, because you left it in your house. You know, you left it there. And it's not that they can't watch um, a movie together with you. Sure. Right. You go watch the basketball game or the baseball game. That's fine. You can do that. You're all you're viewing, all your screen um, time needs to be co-viewing though mm-hmm. during this time. And you take away their personal devices. That means the iPads and all that. They're going to have to have their laptop for school. When they're done with their homework, you shut the laptop and it goes away as well during the day. 
that has to happen. And maybe we should have flipped the last two too, because when you remove the access, that's them when you're replacing the things. Yeah. So now, cause they're like, what am I going to do? It's all my things are gone. You know, yeah. what do I do? Okay. Well, here's what you do here. Come help me cut this carrot for dinner right. or here, come help me. So you're bringing your child or your older teenager, yeah. your older teenager, let's call it that, um, up beside you to do those things that yeah. maybe you were just doing on your own because they were over there on their screen yeah. and it just seemed like life was a lot more peaceful then, but it really wasn't. And so all of a sudden you start to see this new kind of person emerge from your teenager, yeah. you know, and yeah. that's what we used to say, like, oh my gosh, they're coming back to us. Like yeah. it felt like the relationship I'm getting was getting my kids repaired. back. Yeah. And it was just, it was so cool. And under that replace category, the other thing I forgot to say is they need to get a job yes, and keep them busy. they have to have a job. Yeah. They, I mean, from the time even they're 14, they can get a job at different places, but 15, 16, 17, 18, they have to have a job. Um, you can pretty much mandate that in your house. They have to get some kind of part-time job and they're going to argue they need a phone for it, whatever. You'd still get a basic phone for a job. and Or put apps on your phone. Or put apps told, on your phone. Parent, I told a to, set of parents that yesterday because yeah. they were like, well, what do I do? And I think it was the same thing. Like my son got a job and then his thing is, yeah. I said, yeah, my 15-year-old still has to go on my phone for things. And that's know? okay. And, and that's and okay. their boss is going to totally understand because they're going to say, you know what? I uh, had a problem sort of getting addicted to my phone. So now I just have a basic phone and they are going to hire him for more hours because they're going to love the fact that he doesn't have a he's smartphone, that he's not addicted to his phone. But for older kids, that's definitely what you need to do. So the ninth thing is similar to what, you know, we mentioned when I said you have everything you need. One of the things that, that solve a screen, you know, problem with older kids, it's all ages, but especially with older kids, believe it or not, is spending time with your older teen. Yes. And it's so awkward and weird because they emotionally and developmentally, they're like, they don't want to spend time with you, but they, they do. But they do. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Deep down. Deep down they do. And so I, I tell people all the time that every screen addiction can be turned around with just more time and attention from their parents. And I know parent you're listening and you're exhausted and you're at the point already where you're so exhausted because you've been beat down by this with them being older, which is hopefully a uh, warning sign for everyone who's listening who has younger kids so they don't have to be in this sho- in these shoes. Mm-hmm. But I tell people this all the time, you have everything you need because you can spend time with them. Now you may have to take some time off of work. You may have to adjust your own screen time, but time with your older teen, even if it's just sitting in the room together, even if you're not even talking, find a work project around the house, find something fun to do, a model to build, you know, and maybe it is a TV show or maybe it is football every every weekend that you watch. Or maybe actually you get tickets and you go, go to, an to yeah. an actual sporting event or you go to a concert or you do. You've got to get in their world a little bit to enjoy the things that they want. But you never want to get in their virtual world with them. You You only want to get with them and walk alongside with them in the natural world. And so that time with you is what they're craving more than anything. They will not verbalize that. They're not allowed as against the team code of something, I guess, where they're not allowed to say that. But um, when I figured this out with all of my teenagers, it was like, wow, every time it hits me, they just are craving time with their parents. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'm not saying 24 hours, but during a detox, you're spending a lot of time mm-hmm. with them. And you're spending a lot of time, fun time. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's because, fun time. It's eating yeah. yummy things, making yummy things. It's 
sitting around trying new game and, and playing games. games. Yeah, doing anything you can, whether it's like Monopoly, how many times in a row, it, it doesn't matter. Get a ping pong table, get it, whatever it is that you need to get to spend this time with them. It's not going to be forever. It's not going to last that long. And, and when you look at the the time chart in a way in your brain right now, the time that you spend with your teenager is most of that time being spent yelling at them about their screen time. How sad is that? That's what it was for me and Adam. Me too. Yeah. We were just constantly at it. And when I finally figured out the whole thing with the younger kids, I'm like, I do not want all those memories to be me just fussing with them Mm -hmm. about their screen time. So we have, so many more memories. And that is the thing that Adam lost the most. Mm-hmm. He lost time with us and he lost those memories. Uh, he'll never be able to have them. They're, the childhood memories, they're, they're, they don't exist. And, you know, whereas with our younger kids, we were not helicopter parents at all in any stretch, but we did fun things with them a lot. And we had their friends over here all the time. And that's part of the replacement. You want to start putting some more money in your budget for food because you want them to have their friends over and you want to have game nights. And we have all these things that we list, you know, in the the detox, but time with you is super important. The next thing I had, and we, Mandy, you already touched on this is to smile and be happy. Remember me telling yes, you this? I do. And even with your older teens, when they get all screaming and yelling and what do you mean? You're going to take my phone away. Whatever. Whatever. You're going to smile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're going to empathize. You you're going to empathize. empathize. Yeah, you're not going to laugh at them, no. but you're going to be happy. And their pain and roller coaster and all that, it's just not going to make you unhappy. It's not going to make you sad. It's not going to make you change because that's what they're trying to see. They're trying to see how weak are you really? I'm going to knock you down here mm-hmm. emotionally. And you're going to say no. And this is where that coach mentality really, really works. You have to be happy though, because I imagine Mandy, everybody listening who has an older teen who's struggling with this, they haven't been that happy. No. Right. It's very hard. And it's, it's very, very hard. hard. And boy, I was a miserable mom when I had deal, when I was dealing with this gaming addict in my house. But once I understood this and I learned this from a really smart coach who told me, um, and you've, I won't go through the whole story because you probably heard it before. It's in the book that I wrote about my daughter and her smartphone. But she just said, mom, you be happy and the rest will work out. But the minute that you lose that power of being happy, (laughs) then your kids are going to run all over you. And so it was really fascinating how they glommed on to that. And I think it's super, super important to not lose yourself because it is really hard, Mandy, when you're dealing with an older team. Mm -hmm. It's very hard not to just throw the towel in and get defeated. Right. And that's what I want to mention too, that it's never too late. Even if your child is 18 and still has a year at home or whatever, it's okay to know that you can reclaim those next 12 months or that's whatever right. it is. Any bit of time that's right. is still going to help. It, absolutely. It's time that you're building a relationship. It's time that maybe yeah. they're building on some hobbies or some new yeah. things that they get interested in. And yes, they might go off to college next year and get their phone and get on social media or do whatever they're going to do. But at least during that time, you have made these memories and mm-hmm. they know that you cared enough to yeah. take back the thing. And even yeah. though they gave you all sorts of heck for it, yeah. they're going to know yeah. that you push back and you love them that much that you kept trying to 
keep your eye on the goal, which is number 11 that I had written down is keep your eye on the goal that, you know, and, and I kind of write down is kind of funny that his future wife and husband and kids and all that, you know, whatever will thank you for it. And it really is true. You got to keep your eye on that goal. Like what's okay. your end goal? What kind yeah. of human, what kind of human am, yeah. am I trying to, you know, human am I trying to build here? Um, it's really, you know, oh, I just, I just got to say that this, just, something just happened over Christmas that I just got to share. My kids are in college. They're in freshman. And over Christmas, a bunch of their friends were here a lot because, um, you know, this is what we do. They have social activities all the time. One of the boys who is their friend from high school, um, came home from college and he was in our den and I noticed that he had a literal flip phone Mm. and and they all had smartphones, this group. Uh, but he had a flip phone and, and I went over to him and I said, Oh my goodness, <laughs> what is happening here? You know? And I won't say his name, but he said, Mrs. Hempy, let me tell you, I was getting so addicted to my smartphone that I went out and bought myself a, a flip phone. He said, I did. I don't have social media. I don't have this. I don't have that. And I think he was doing a, a, a detox. I think he was eventually going to get his phone back. But he was 19 yeah. years old and he said, yeah. And he started telling me and he said, yeah, it was just getting to the point where I was, you know, it was at college and I wasn't getting out and meeting people because what I was doing was I was just on my phone the whole yeah. time. Wow. Smart and, kid. And he felt very free talking to me about it because he knows our situation and he knew that Andrew Nevin grew up without whatever. And But I thought that was just so cool that he was detoxing himself. Yeah. And that's kind of where it gets to when your child gets closer to that adult age, yeah. they have to get to a point where they can see for themselves, this is an addiction. Yeah. Just like if it was drugs or alcohol, yeah. to, the first step is admitting it, right? Yeah. So they have to, once they get to that age and they're even out of your house or you're, you know, they're getting close to that, they have to admit it. Like this yeah. is harming me and this is what I'm going to do about it. So let's wrap up, Mandy. What's the last thing? This is the thing. Do not give up no matter what. Do not make the excuses to give up. I yeah. mean, so many times I think we do this with diet, yeah. like any new working out. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> don't say it doesn't work just because you ran out of steam. You know, so many times that like, we run out of steam, we run out of the motivation and we're like, oh, it didn't work. Yeah. Stick with it because it is so much harder to reverse an addiction yeah. than to prevent it. You know, so this is one thing you said earlier, Melanie, to me, we were just, you know, when we talk about this, we could talk for hours on this all yeah, the time. So when we get yeah. in person, of course, yeah. what we're talking about, but you know, if, if your teenager had a food allergy, you know, you would totally accommodate it Absolutely. no matter what. Yeah. And if you know that this is an addictive substance, basically, if this is doing the same thing to their brain as drugs would, just let that be your why, let that be. So you do not make excuses yeah. and you just continue to move forward and go towards that end goal. Yeah. And let them know why. And you have to do this in such a loving manner. And it's hard. It's really hard. The older they get, the harder they fall. The little gamers, you know, are easier to detox than the big gamers. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, and oh my gosh, could we go on about that? So, because we need to need to do a show about, um, older gamers (laughs) and how hard that is, you know, when people are married and they have families and they're spending three hours every night gaming. Can I add that that's probably the third most popular question I get at Q and A's is what about my husband? 
What about wow. my boyfriend? What about you? And they might not ask it in front of the crowd. Yes. I always get at least one person to come up and say, do you have anything for adults? And for I'm adults. Like, oh, gosh. And again, it just goes back to that. Admitting I, you're addicted. And I was checking out of the grocery store one at one point last year when I looked, I'll never forget this little girl that was checking me out and she was newly married and we were just talking and somehow, you know me, I started talking about what I did and she started crying. Oh my God. Newly married, young girl, mid-20s, she said that her new husband, this is all he does, mm -hmm. and she doesn't know what to do, and she's really stuck. I think she saw my credit card, or she saw something with Screen Strong on it, and she was asking me about it. So if that can help you keep your eye on your goal right now to help your 16, 17, 18-year-old son, and of course, I'm talking about boys a lot on the show today, but this is all very much the same for girls. And especially girls in their phone, they do not need a smartphone, even at 16 and 17 and even 18. They need to feel totally fine in their own skin. They don't need that constant reminder that somebody out there is always doing something better than they are and looking better than they are and whatever. It really does hurt girls so much worse. But there is, I'll have to be honest, there is something really unsettling about a grown six foot tall, you know, man boy in your house who's just sitting there not doing anything but on their phone. There is just something very unnerving about that. So my heart goes out to everyone who has an older teen who's struggling with this. I hope that some of these things have helped today. Mandy, thank you for joining me with this. Absolutely. Any final words of encouragement that you can offer? What what if we have a mom right now or a dad who is about, let me tell you, I've talked to some dads that they have just lost their mind over these sons that have just, they're just a blob, you know, they're not doing anything. They're not working. They aren't contributing to the house. Any encouragement for people who are really might be weeping right now? Because yeah, and, and I guess I just want to validate those feelings to say that you're totally okay to be feeling those feelings. It is very frustrating. Um, but at the end of the day, it's really something we have to admit as parents to mm -hmm. go back to our kids and say, and have that hard conversation. Yeah. Even our older kids have that hard conversation. Be like, I am so sorry. I didn't know this was going to harm you. And now it's harmed you. And I'm sorry. I've gotten frustrated with you over that. Cause it's really my fault. Mm -hmm. Like, I think when we take on that, I mean, obviously as our kids get older, they're going to make their own decisions and things, but we have to own the fact that we gave it to them in the first place, yeah. whether they were 10 or whatever they were, we have to go back and say, I'm so sorry. I gave that to you. And just stay empathetic yeah. and meet them where they're at there. And, you know, I, there is hope though. There is. Oh, of course there's hope. And I just want to end by saying that I think it's really important that when you are detoxing an older teen, that you constantly let them know that you have their back Yes. and that they're not going to do this alone and that you are with them and you're going to walk alongside with them and you're there for them, just letting them know that even when they are hating you mm -hmm. and all that, just let it roll, let it roll right and off keep loving them. and just keep loving them and just keep saying, we're with you side by side. Yeah. We're going to, and then you've got to put your like money where your mouth is and you've got to then act. You've got to start taking some little day trips, start doing some things on the weekend, just start mixing it up. Mm -hmm. And you may feel like you're spoiling them and you're not, you're trying to get them back into the natural world to get yeah. those normal dopamine 
patterns working again. Um, so you can do it. If you have any questions, if you're really needing more support, please email us at team at screenstrong.org and we will we will reach out. We will do what we can to help you. Dr. Stacy, of course, is over in our Connect Plus group and she's going to be doing more little um, videos about specific questions like this. So I'm excited to get this on her docket and to have her also answer some of this. Thank you all for listening today. Mandy, thank you for coming. Yes, of course. I enjoyed this. This has been great. I hope that everyone has been encouraged and motivated to take some of these steps that we talked about today. And we would love to see you over on the Screen Strong Connect Plus. In fact, that's where you should go subscribe to that group because there's so many things in there that your older teen can watch. There's yes. videos in there. There's workshop content in there. We have all sorts of things in there that your older teen can watch. I would definitely have a uh, family uh, sit down, watch the social dilemma movie tonight. Yes. How about yes. that? That's, That's a, a great, great one to, to start with. So you can, you know, kind of have them understand and learn some things without you pounding it too much. But that movie is really good. Um, our online forum is really good for families. You can go in there and get more help for maybe some specific things that you can do with older teens. And Mandy, Talk about the ambassador program real quick, real quick. Yeah. If you are super passionate about this topic and you think you would love to share this in your community and around your, you know, in your world, basically, then go to our website and fill out our interest form to become an ambassador because we train our ambassadors on our workshop that we do because we're trying to get this message out, you know, to anywhere that we can, whether it be schools, mm -hmm. um, you know, our new course is coming out in book form. And so the, this kind of curriculum, we're trying to get into the schools, public, private, whatever, um, to educate parents and educate kids. And we need ambassadors and more um, people to help us do that. And the ambassadors, you know, you just have to be able to work with a PowerPoint. It's really easy because yeah. we give you the whole PowerPoint. We do all the work for you. We give you the, the whole thing and the whole uh, presentation. And so you can just go out and spread the word in your own community. We really believe in the face-to-face -face events because I just know that that's where, that's where the real change happens. It, it, all the digital stuff is great, but it's the face-to-face -face and the webinars and stuff are good too. Well, right. and, I mean, I can email people all day long and give advice or whatever, but it's those, when I get to talk to those families yeah. after my workshops, it's just so powerful because that's, yeah. they're looking for those answers. And yeah. And we need that. We just need that human connection yeah. to know we're doing the right thing. And then, as you mentioned, we do have our new course coming out in print form. This is going to change the world. No kidding. When you see this, y'all are not going to believe what it looks like. This beautiful 300 page workbook, but it's not that many words, you know, it's, it's not 300 long pages, yeah, yeah. but, but you know, there's a lot of graphics and there's a lot of illustrations for you to actually go through with your kids and for older teens too. I, I did talk with some teachers that are using this in their high school curriculum. So I'm very excited. It's written for middle school, but it can be used in your home and, um, this is the perfect thing to get actually to talk to your older teen about and to go through the things. So please um, look out for that. That's coming on March 1st. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share this episode with any friends you have that may have some older teens that are struggling. Remember, we've got your back and we are here to help you remove all the screen conflicts from your home. So until next time, Stand, stand up for your kids, kids stand, stand out from, from the, the crowd, crowd and, and stay, stay strong. strong.